Big Scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Available in different prices and varieties at a lottery retailer near you. The Virginia Lottery. Every day wins. For odds and more information, visit VALottery.com. everyone. My name is Willie Lawson. This is a take-home edition of Fight Back 2020. I trust you are well this glorious evening. It's a little rainy here in West Central Florida. And as you guys know who pay attention, this is a, you, you can hear that I'm in the car. This is the take-home edition of Fight Back 2020. Why? Because I'm taking it home. I um, returned back to the work 20 for all you XC beers out there today. Uh, For the past three or four weeks, I've been sort of doing uh, not, not quite half and half, two thirds and one-third. One-third at home, and then two-thirds. No, two-thirds at home, and then one-third in the um, in the studio. And today was my first day, uh, my first Monday back in the studio. And somebody asked me, you know, well, how, how, how was my first Monday back? And it's like, it's like riding a bike. Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. I've been, you know, I've been teaching uh, saxophone, flute, and clarinet privately for more than 30 years. So, there's a thing to it, right? There's a rhythm to it. So, it's pretty easy to do. Whether you're doing it here or there, whether you're doing it uh, with a fox or in a box, you know, it's easy to eat those green eggs and hams. Easy. So, it was, it, was, it was nice to get back in the groove. It was nice to get back and be next to people and be able to, to teach them personally that way. So, um, that was nice. Although, teaching online has its benefits too. So, like if I get hungry, I can just go get something to eat <laughs> out of the kitchen. Uh, so, where I didn't have that choice tonight. I am... Um, I've been thinking about this all day. I did some videos on Facebook today. You probably saw. Uh, And I've been waiting as these things happen. As these things happen. I did a a piece on the morning show uh, on on a morning report this morning. Um, Hopefully you heard it. Having to do with uh, Horace Lorenzo Anderson Jr., the 19-year-old that was that was killed in the uh, Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Young black man. And how his father, as of, I think, yesterday, had yet to hear from the mayor um, and had just heard from the police department yesterday, the day that he went on to Hannity, talk about it, he had just heard from the police department 
His son was killed about three weeks ago. I think they buried him today. And so when it happened, he didn't hear about it. Now, you could say, well, maybe they didn't know who to, who to contact. Well, according to Mr. Anderson, um, Horace Jr. had ID on him. And his ID was the same house that the elder Mr. Mr. Anderson lived. So if they had wanted to contact him, all they had to do was was go through um, Horace Jr.'s wallet, find the ID, find the find the address and the phone number, and give the elder Mr. Mr. Anderson, the father, a call, or drop by his house and tell him. You know what? Uh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, could you come down and identify the body? Well, as it turned out, and I'm just going to go through the story quickly. As it turned out, um, Mr. Anderson heard from some of the people that uh, the younger Mr. Anderson, the younger Horace, had met in um, Chaz that his son had been killed, and he went to the hospital to see. But the hospital wouldn't let him see his son to identify the body for a week. A week. Now, he's hoping against all hope that this this dead kid is not his. He kind of knew that he was. But he's hoping against all hope that this dead kid is not his. And he had to find out because... What if it isn't his and there's some other people's son laying there in the morgue dead and they don't know? So a week goes by. A week goes by. Two weeks goes by, actually, I think the story is. And he finally is able to get into the hospital and identify the body. And it is his son. Now he still hasn't, at this point, he still had not heard from the mayor. At that point, he still had not heard from the police department. About what happened to his son. Is there an ongoing investigation? But something. Tell me something. He doesn't know anything. So I, look, I again, I related that story. And if you want more about it, and there's a clip of Mr. Anderson's um, interview with Sean Hannity. Uh, just go to the Morning Report, uh, and you'll be able to you'll be able to check it out. But what it got me thinking was this: When's it going to be okay? Now I don't know who killed Horace Jr. going to find, and, and prayerfully we'll find out. But when are we going to be okay as a community talking about black-on-black crime again? Now, I know right now Black Lives Matter, and we're not talking about black-on-black crime, and black-on-black crime is proximity crime. White people kill, kill white people more than anybody else. I know, I know, I know. The problem, the problem still is, 
that in the black community, black on black crime is a sucking chest wound in comparison to the times that we, the horrible times that we have somebody black unarmed killed by a police officer compared to the number of times that we have an Eric Garner or we have a George Floyd we got a lot more Horace Lorenzo Andersons a lot more so these things this black, and I'm not, I'm not just talking about the shootings and the murders and the stabbings I'm talking about the rapes and the robberies the burglaries the carjackings car thefts breaking and entering I'm talking about all the other I'm talking about the property crimes as well that's a sucking chest wound in comparison to the times where you have a Trayvon Martin or an Eric Garner or a George Floyd or even an, an Ahmaud Aubrey. Those may be a broken leg, but what we do to one another inside our own communities, that's a sucking chest wound. That's sucking the life out of our community. And it isn't that I don't want to hold police officers responsible, especially people like Derek Chauvin, who's a piece of human garbage. And if um, Zimmerman had been charged with the correct crime, he'd be in jail now. Had the prosecutors not listened to the mob and done their job, he'd be in jail now. I believe that. If he'd been charged with negligent homicide, he'd be in jail now. That's what I'm worried about with Derek Chauvin. Frankly, negligent homicide, felony homicide, third degree murder. He might go to jail. Right now, he's been charged with second second degree murder which is a bigger burden of proof, and there's a good chance he won't go to jail. Then what? And it's, and it's the prosecutor's fault for listening to the mob instead of doing their job. But in any case, when are we going to be able to address the elephant in the room? Now, right now, if I get onto YouTube or I get on Twitter and I talk about black-on-black crime... There's a whole segment of black, so-called black conservatives 
that are going to come at me because they're of the mind still that I'm now blaming the victim. It's not true. It's something that's happening happening in our community that we mu- we must address. And white people can't help us with this. White people cannot help us with this. White politicians cannot help us with this. As a matter of fact, politicians can't help us with this. We are going to have to make a cultural shift in our mentality about how we think about each other and how we think about ourselves inside our own communities. And until we can do that, we are going to be eaten up from the inside. Because that's what's happening. And whenever we can deflect, whenever those who are in charge of the narrative in the community can deflect our problems on white folks, then they're going to do that. But white people are not our problem. You know, you know what else is not our problem? Statues are not our problem. You know what else? Confederate, pla- conf- Confederate flags are not our problem. As horrible as virulent racism is, it's not our problem. It's not our biggest problem for sure. isn't. Our problem is our own internal culture and what we allow inside our own culture. What the behaviors that we allow and even encourage in our communities. The way that we talk about and treat each other. That's our biggest problem. Our attitudes towards one another. And not not necessarily the crap that we say in public. That's one thing. But the crap that we say and think in private. that's, That's the cancer. It's how we allow our elected officials to behave. How we, how we refuse to hold them accountable? We refuse to. We're just happy to have a black face on the city council. We're just happy to have a black face on the county commission. We're just happy to have a black face in the mayor's office. Like somehow, that is going to make the difference. And we were happy to have a black face in the White House. Like that was going to make a difference. And that's as far as it went. Barack, Barack Obama was not held accountable by black communities. Black mayors are not being held accountable by black, I mean, by black communities. Black city council members are not being held accountable um, by black communities. Black school board members are not being held accountable by, by, by black communities. Black county commissioners are not. Black aldermen are not. Black politicians in general are not being held accountable. Black police chiefs, sheriffs, 
So, so, so until we can stop being enamored with a talented tenth, and start holding people, even people who look like us, accountable, nothing's going to change. And that ain't got a damn thing to do with white people. Not a damn thing to do with white folks. Nothing. So it's, it's, it's going to be super important moving forward through these times that we remember some of the lessons or that and that we learn these lessons and that we put them into practice. All right, well, that's what's on my mind. Well, it's raining again, and I got to be careful driving in the rain. Because my wife told me to be careful. She texted me. She said, be careful. All right, then. Uh... Another morning report tomorrow morning at nine o'clock. Look for it on on um, on Spreaker and Spotify and iHeart.com and iTunes and Castbox, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Look for it. It'll be up. So until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody, and for goodness' sakes, y'all take care of yourself. We'll see you when we see you. Bye bye now. Hey, kiddo, how was the hill? Did you learn anything? Yeah, that ripping pow induces spontaneous joy. The Icon Pass lets you do you at 50 destinations worldwide from 249 Adult. Drop in for next winter now and save at iconpass.com.